right. The Lord here tonight, haven't you? And uh, we felt uh, this morning, we felt last night, and uh, I was just thinking today, and uh, you know all the preparations for Christmas to come to a, to the climax of everything there last night, and uh, and I was uh, thinking today, well, here we start over again, you know. Seem like that's the way things are sometimes. Um, we appreciate you coming out uh, to church tonight. And hopefully, the Lord uh, has already paid you for coming. Amen. I believe he, uh, He'll pay us for our faithfulness and uh, coming to the house of God. And I believe tonight that the Lord certainly has helped a bunch of us. He certainly has. Uh, we'd like maybe preach a little while tonight. The Lord just help us, and uh, you pray for us. And uh, certainly prayer prayer changes a lot of things. Amen. Prayer changes a whole lot of things. And uh, I told someone just recently, told several people probably, uh, that's talking about preaching things. I said, well, I like preaching about Jesus better than anything else I've ever preached about. I mean, we preach about this and we preach about that, but uh, I like the story about Jesus better than any of it. And uh, tonight... Um, I'd like to maybe read in Luke uh, 19, and I'd like to read here and uh, preach just for a little while, for the Lord would help us. And uh, as uh, someone made a statement recently about uh, about the Word of God, um, you know that uh, sometimes uh, what made Jesus so much different in his preaching when he came preaching was the simplicity of the gospel. Jesus took ordinary, everyday things, and he reached deeps and heights that no man had ever reached before. He illustrated, and he made things so simple to understand. And hopefully tonight, that we hope the Lord will help us in our lifetime uh, to be something close to that, that where we can preach that men and women will receive something from the Word of God. All right, Jesus entered and passed through Jericho, and behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was a chief among the publicans. And he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, whom he was, and could not for the press, because he was little of stature. And he ran before and climbed up in the sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he was gone to be a guest with a man that is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house, for as much as he also is the son of Abraham, for the son of man is come to seek and to save that which is lost. Let's pray one more time and ask God to help us. God, we ask you tonight, Lord, to come by and to touch and to bless. Lord, realizing tonight, God, we can't minister, Lord, without the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Realizing tonight, Lord, that it takes. God, we desire to feel the presence, Lord, of the Holy Ghost upon our being tonight, Lord. Just for a little while, God, we ask you. Bless each heart that's here tonight. Touch each one. In Jesus' great holy name, praise the Lord. <clears throat> and if I could... I'd like to preach about when Jesus and that song they sung, someone sung the other night, uh, and they've sung it several times about uh, 
when Jesus passes by, he always makes a difference. Amen. And you can read your Bible for yourself. You'll never find anybody that was ever the same one way or the other once Jesus made his entrance to them. Once Jesus ever come in contact with them and they come in contact with him, there was often a change. There was some that went away sorrowful because they had much goods and great wealth. But there was others that came in contact with him and they were well pleased with how the difference it was made in their life. Tonight you and I are here because there was a day that Jesus passed by our way. We're, we're here tonight saved and trying our best to worship the Lord and doing what little bit we all can to magnify Him simply because there was a day came by that the Lord passed by. I was thinking tonight before church, uh, come uh, uh, this coming March the 17th, it'll be uh, 20, 24 years of serving the Lord. And I thought, man, that's been a big change in me in 24 years. And I, I thought about some sinner friends that I've got and uh, uh, how they're still, they're friends of mine, but they're still distant toward me because the difference that the Lord made and the change he made in Wade Kessler. But I'm going to tell you tonight, I'm not ashamed of the difference he made. I'm not ashamed that I, tonight that I don't cuss anymore. I'm not ashamed tonight that I don't go around half naked anymore. I'm not ashamed tonight, Bobby Dow, that I don't go out telling a bunch of lies anymore. I'm so glad tonight that God made an honest person out of me. I'm so glad tonight he made a person that uh, uh, couldn't be fit for the kingdom of God. Amen. By the difference that he made in my life. We find here tonight there are several things I want to preach about the Lord making a difference with people. Here was a man no doubt had been a dishonest man. Here was a man no doubt had uh, taken things wrongfully. But do you know what? There came that day he heard that Jesus was a coming by. I wonder tonight how many, it just, just how many, just, just really how many would be at Walmart tonight if they said, boys, we're going to have a 90% markdown and everything is going to be sold for only one-tenth of what it is. You know what? If we wasn't having church tonight, that place would be packed out. You couldn't hardly get in. Somebody told me you couldn't hardly get in it today anyhow. But did you know what? Our church houses tonight are vacant. People found plenty of time to go everywhere else, but they can't come to the house of God. I'm going to tell you one thing. If we'd say, hey, Jesus is going to come through the holler tonight. He's going to be in the service tonight. He's going to walk in about 8.30. I tell you what, there'd be a lot of people come by. They'd be wanting to understand. You couldn't hold the, a uh, holler can hold the cars if they knew for sure that Jesus would appear tonight in this church service tonight in person. Hallelujah. But I want to tell you tonight, that same spirit that he could appear in person if he wants to. He can, he's already appeared in my soul tonight. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Tonight, the reason I'm a feeling what I'm a feeling is because, Brother Tucker, just a few minutes ago, I didn't feel hardly nothing, but I feel the presence of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I feel like the Lord has made a way by me tonight. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. I tell you what, when you get saved, you don't cheat and lie no more. That's right. I tell you what, you can lay your pocketbook down around anybody that's saved and he'll all be there. That's right. If you deal with a man and he's an honest man, he's been born again, I tell you what, you're going to get dealt with justly. You're, gonna, you're not going to have to worry about somebody ripping you off and beating you. You can, you can guarantee it'll be an honest thing done. Amen.
He says, I tell you what, Lord. I tell you what I'll do. If I've uh, taken anything from any man by false accusation, I'll restore to him fourfold. Hey, let me figure that out. Now, if he took $1,000 wrongfully, he said, now I'm going to multiply that before. Is that right? Is that what that means? I'm going to give him $4,000 back. Well, I mean, convictions on him bad, wouldn't it? <laughs> Amen. He just didn't believe in taking the chicken that he stole back, but he said, I'll take four chickens if I stole one. That's right. I tell you what, genuine salvation will make people honest. I tell you what, genuine salvation, when Jesus passes by just right, Jim, will cause you to tell the truth. Even if it hurts you, you'll tell the truth. Amen. I, I know of a man that uh, preach, uh, preaches some. And I don't know about the statement he made one time, and I, I consider him a pretty good fellow, but I don't know if he was joking or not. He was talking about lying. He said, uh, I guess I've told a lie too when I just had to. I thought, man, when do you have to tell a lie? When is there reason enough to have to tell a lie? When is there just cause to have to tell a lie? And I ain't never found just cause to tell a lie. Amen. Jesus always makes a difference. We find here in John uh, 1 and 48, Nathanael said unto him, Whence knowest thou me? Jesus answered and said unto him, Before that Philip called thee, when thou was under the fig tree, I saw thee. You see, the Lord was a calling the disciples, and uh, Nathanael was, uh, was over yonder, and he, uh, uh, he goes over there and he, he, he uh, talks to him just a little bit. And he says, uh, he, answers, uh, he answers the brother in this way. Nathaniel answers the question this way. He said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Before he ever knew. Before he ever really known. See, the story had come to him uh, here that uh, Philip had went and told him, said, hey, come, we, we found the Lord. We found our Savior. We found the one that Moses talked about. We found the one they prophesied about. Come and see this man. Can anything good come out? I'll tell you tonight. He can cause anybody to believe that wants to believe. He can change anybody's mind if they'll just let him. There's been a bunch of people who went to church, didn't come to church, get saved, but they got saved at the gut church. There's been a bunch of people who didn't think it was too much at religion until they got salvation. They realized that there was. There's a lot of Nathaniels in this world, and maybe some of us have been. But I want to tell you one thing. When he come in contact with Jesus, he saw a man like he'd never seen before. He's seen works uh, performed like he'd never seen before. You know what it was? Is when Jesus passed by, it made a difference. Amen. John, again, chapter 4. There cometh a woman of Samaritan to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, Has it thou, being a Jew, asked drink of me, which uh, I am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with Samaria. You know what? Here had been a pretty rough woman, pretty rough character. That's right. But I want to tell you one thing. I believe tonight, for the lost people that we know of, or ever been, Brother Howard, the Lord can pass by. He can cleanse them. He can make them just as white. There's some people in some places, I don't think we got any around here, but they just won't hardly forgive nobody for their past life. They always bring it up like a skeleton in a closet. It's like an old coat you hang up that you don't wear no more. 
but it's still in the closet. I'll tell you what, it'd do good for a lot of people. Get the skeletons out and tie them down. Take them out and bury them in the graveyard because the Lord has. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The Lord buried them. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Long as we allow a skeleton to hang in the closet, we'll always be a reminder to us. He'll always be something there to haunt us. He'll always be something there, Brother Pete, to spark us one more time. But I believe we need to have a graveyard digging, bury a bunch of skeletons tonight. Hallelujah. I don't know why I'm a preaching that, but I'm a feeling the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Just bury it. Get rid of it. Amen. Let the Lord just make a difference. Amen. He can take us and wash us as white as snow. Matthew 12. Then was brought to him one possessed with a devil, blind and dumb, and he healed him in so much that the blind and dumb spake and saw. And all the people were amazed and said, Is not this the son of David? I want to tell you tonight, the Lord just don't work on one problem at a time. He can work on multiple problems. You know, that's more than one, more than two, and that's three and four. And here was this man was, uh, had multiple problems. He, was, he had a devil to start with, and that's bad enough, ain't it? Just having a devil in you. Just having, and you say, well, what in the world does a devil do? devil does everything mean and awful. He can, he'll lie, he'll cheat, he'll steal. He'll do just about anything. But beyond that, that man was blind and dumb. I'll tell you what, he had problems, didn't he? This man, if he'd just been blind, he'd have had problems. If he'd just been dumb, he'd have had problems. But he was blind, dumb, and full of devil. That's an awful shape being, wasn't it? Can't even see what you're doing. Just know you're doing something bad. Can't hear what you're, uh, what's going on around you, but just sort of dumb, can't speak, and full of devils. I tell you what, but the Lord passed by his way. The Lord uh, 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 was, they said here, they were all amazed. And uh, in the Bible said that he healed him. Insomuch that the blind and the dumb both spake and saw. Amen. I want to tell you tonight, there may be problems in this world. There may be problems with people that we'd like to see get saved. Maybe the devil has told us many times they got too many problems for the Lord to work on. But I want to tell you tonight, he can solve multiple problems. He can have a hundred problems. And if the Lord just passes by, it don't take six months. I've heard of people saying it took them six months to pray through. Well, it may have took them six months. didn't take me that long. I tell you what, when you get willing to give your heart and life to the Lord, He'll instantly come by and save you. Hallelujah. When you get willing to, to sacrifice, lay everything on the altar, He'll come by and save us right then. He'll make a difference tonight. How many tonight in your life, just think for a moment, feels like the Lord really made a great difference in your life, what you could have been, or what you were started to be. Amen, that's right. There's a lot of things we could have been tonight. Praise That they might accuse him. He said unto them, What man shall there be among you that shall have one sheep? And if he fall into a, a pit on the Sabbath day, will he not lay hold on it and lift it out? Uh, how much then is a man better than a sheep? Wherefore is it lawful to do well on the Sabbath days? Then saith he to the man, Stretch forth thine hand. He stretched it forth, and it was restored whole like as the other. I want to tell you another thing tonight. I'm glad tonight that the Lord just don't come by my way on Sunday night. 
I'm glad tonight he just don't come by on Wednesday night. I'm glad tonight he don't just come by on a Saturday night service. But I've been uh, been places, Jim, and I've been at home, and I've been doing things that the Lord's come by early in the morning. He don't make no difference what day it is. He don't make no difference what hour it is. He don't make no difference whether it's a snowing, whether it's a raining, whether it's hot. If we'll just uh, get ourselves fixed when the Lord comes by, there'll be a difference made in us tonight. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. No days. See, they was wanting to make a difference just in the days when things was done. Man, you can't do this on the Sabbath day. You just can't do this right now. It ain't lawful to, to have church uh, uh, on a snowy night like tonight. <laughs> you know, it's just too many holidays involved for us to have church. We need to do a little something. Is it, It's just not lawful to have it. Amen. So some people think. <laughs> but I believe the Lord would just like to do as much to write tonight as he would any other night. I don't believe it makes too much difference to him whether it's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whether it's Easter, whether it's Christmas, or whether it's nothing, just another day. I believe the Lord will come by and touch just as much one day as he will or another. Don't you? I believe he will. Amen. Matthew 14, and straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into the ship and go before him to the other side, and while he sent the multitudes away, when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into the mountain apart to pray. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, and a wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea, and the disciples saw him walking on the sea. They were troubled, saying, He is the Spirit, and they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, and be not afraid. We find here in this story that Peter comes walking on the water. The Bible says that the wind was boisterous and it, uh, uh, he was afraid and began to sink. I want to tell you tonight that distances and conditions in this world, uh, there have been times that people felt like I was too far away to get to, to God. I'm too deep in sin or I'm too far away to get to God. I want to tell you tonight there's never been a mountain too high that God couldn't meet you at the top of it. There's never been a valley so low that Jesus couldn't meet you at the valley. There's never been a boisterous wind or wave that's ever uh, come up on the ocean that the Lord couldn't meet you on the wave. Hallelujah. There's never been a problem rose so great in your life that the Lord wouldn't meet you at that problem. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory to God. See, it was in the midst of problem and a storm the Lord really revealed himself to Peter. You see? Sometimes we may not understand a lot of things. And I've certainly been one of those. Couldn't understand things. But it's been in the midst of that storm that the Lord really made a difference to me. It's been in the midst of that that he really showed me who he really was and how great that he was and how helpless I was and how it looked like I was a sinking, how it looked like I would go down if it wasn't for the Lord coming by and making that difference in her life. Praise the Lord. Matthew chapter 20. And behold, two blind men sitting by the wayside. When they heard that Jesus passed by, they cried out, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. The multitude rebuked them, because they should hold their peace. But they cried the more, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. Jesus stood still and called them and said, What will ye have, uh, will ye that I shall do unto you? They said unto him, Lord, that our eyes may be opened. Jesus, so Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes and immediately their eyes received sight and they followed him. Did you know what tonight? That once the Lord makes the difference, 
He don't make a difference. I tell you what I find tonight. When I, when I see people that says that they got saved and they don't come to church, good sign they didn't get saved. When you find people tonight that the Lord passed by their way and they like what the Lord done, you'll find when whichever direction the Lord goes, they're going to go that way. That's right. I tell you what, tonight, that we're living in a world where people are coming around the altar and seeming like just a halfway of praying and said, hey, I've got enough fixed up just, uh, just sort of carry me over the hump a little bit. But I like it when men and women pray and you can't hardly keep them out of the house of God. I like it when they get saved and uh, they, you can hear them praying. You can see that sparkle in their eye. Amen. That lets me know Jesus made a difference when he came by. Amen. Praise the Lord. And the, these uh, men, they, they just, and they followed him. Lord, we're just going to follow you. You've been so good to us. Lord, if you stop to preach, we're going to stop and listen at you. Lord, if you stop to dine, we're just going to stop and dine with you. Lord, wherever you go, we're going to follow you. I tell you tonight, it'll do us good to follow the Lord. Amen. Mark chapter 4. And the same day when the evening was come, he said unto them, Let us pass over the other side. When they had sent the multitude away the multitude, they took even him even as he was in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. And there rose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that was full. Uh, and he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on the pillar. And they awake him and said to him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? He rose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. The wind ceased and there was a great calm. Amen. How many of us tonight felt like there was a storm raging in our life when we, when we come to the Lord? We, didn't, we went just about as far as we could go. We didn't know what else to do. You know, some, some people get just, just to, to that point and it's real critical when we get to that point and not really understanding what we need to do. Oftentimes, family members uh, get irritable. Matter of fact, let's put it in right term. They get mean when they get just to that point. Just right when the Lord is wanting to help them. It's sometimes the devil will talk to somebody that's been a prayer for somebody for a long time. Say, boy, they're meaner now than they've ever been. Right. Seems like the more you pray, the better you try to live, the meaner they get. That's about the truth. That's exactly what the devil's attempting to do. But they'll reach a peak, just at a peak, just a peak. And he'll just be at that point that the Lord is just ready to make a great difference in them. When it looks like that the, everything's out of control. It looks like when you get to where you can't hardly speak to some of them. You know, I've had a few people, it seemed like you couldn't hardly speak to them. It's just like trying to speak to a big old wind somewhere. Big storm. You didn't know how they was going to answer you. You didn't know what kind of tone they was going to speak to you in. You didn't know how to take them half the time. You just didn't know. It didn't made you so cautious, so uneasy sometimes. The reason of it is a great big storm in their life. But if they'll just let the Lord come by and say, Peace, be still. There'll be a great calm come their way like they've never had before. There'll be something come up on them that'll take all the fussing and the fighting out. There'll be something come up on them that'll take all the growling and arguing and complaining out of them. They'll get sweet in their soul and their spirit. I tell you tonight, if we're saved tonight and say we're saved tonight and we're bitter in our soul and we're bitter in our spirit, we're growling, we're complaining, we're grumpy all the time, I'm going to tell you what, it's a good uh, chance tonight that the Lord uh, didn't just really pass by or if we did, we backslid. Amen. That's right. 
Amen. This Spirit of Christ is sweet in its soul. That's right. You can't hardly get a fuss with the Lord. That's right. But I want to tell you what. It makes a difference. And I'm going to preach tonight. When we get saved, there will be a change come over us. We'll not be who we used to be. We'll not act like we used to act. We'll not think like we used to think. We'll be a completely different person. Amen. When Jesus passes by, that great calm that will come in our lives. We find in John 2, In the third day there was a marriage in Canaan. Galilee and the mother of Jesus was there. Both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And they wanted wine. The mother of Jesus said unto him, They have no wine. You know, you ever, you ever had, you ever prayed about something that seemed like that it was just too silly to pray about? You ever thought about that sometimes? You know, a little something you felt like you needed to pray about or you could pray about, and you think, well, that's just really not important to pray about. That, that just, we'll just overlook that. That ain't important. And you know, the devil would like to get us sometimes to think some things aren't important. But could I tell you tonight, this was important enough for the Lord to come by and make a difference? We wouldn't, today, I wouldn't think too much about it if we was over here and we run out of pot. I wouldn't think too much about it. You know, I said, well, boys, we just, we just out as far as we could go. But they were very much concerned. They were very much troubled over just some little simple something that I looked for, I would think. And you know, tonight there's some things that the Lord is willing to answer for us if we'll just call upon Him, no matter how simple it is. No matter how immaterial. No matter what somebody else thinks about it. There may have been some look at this uh, situation if they had known that said, well, why waste your time when you can go out here and heal somebody? Just change them water into wine. Why, why don't you go out here and raise the dead somewhere? Why don't you go out here and somebody ain't never walked and heal them? You know, the devil like get us a, a thinking a lot of things, but the Lord was concerned enough about some things that he said, I'll, I'll, I'll fix the situation here. He passed by that way. And they brought him the water pot. We find that when they began to pour, the man that they poured it unto said, Why? said, Most of the time they serve the best at first. But you have waited to the last to serve the very best. You know what it was? It was this Jesus passed by. That's right. I tell you what, you may have eaten some good turkey and good ham this year during, during Christmas. I hope you have. And feel good about it. But you know what makes it even better? Is when you know that you're saved. That's right. Yeah, I, somebody asked me, said, well, uh, what kind of Christmas have you had? I said, boy, I've had a good one. Not because of the gifts. I appreciate all that. But I'll tell you what really has made it better than anything is feeling the presence of the Lord. That's right. That's right. You can, you can sit down. There's some people tonight they'll eat they've eaten over the holidays and they ain't bit more satisfied with what they ate than nothing they ain't found nothing to satisfy their appetite but I tell you what you can do you can bless your food you can uh, just have cornbread and water and it'll quench the hunger and quench the thirst and you can be feel blessed by it because you know that the Lord is with you hallelujah glory to God amen praise the Lord I never did like see nobody snarl the nose up at a table. I don't like that. Don't like it, don't say nothing about it. Just don't get you none of it. That's right. Man, we got tables spread in this country. Most people throwed enough away to feed a big family. That's right. Throwed enough away. But you know what? Tonight, 
we're greatly blessed. And so he even cares. He even cares because they didn't have the wine there to entertain the people. And sometimes the devil like to get us just so thinking about little things. Some people pray about a job. Uh, the devil's told people that they ought not pray about that. That everything will happen just like it needs to happen. Don't, don't worry about that. Hey, I think it's, it's important to pray about a job, don't you? There, there, there may be a, going to say, well, I'm going to go buy me a car. Well, you, you say, well, ain't no use praying about that. All i got to do is go down and get the thing. Well, you might do it, but you, but you ought to pray about it first. Find out what the Lord have for us. You say, well, that ain't really important. That's immaterial. I'll tell you what. Some of those little things we sometimes think ain't important to pray about. We ought to start praying about them. And see if it won't change our lives just a little bit. That's right. That's right. There's things that we could do. Places we could go sometimes, I guess. If we'd pray about it and make a difference, it'll certainly make a difference. I'm sure tonight we could. Tonight, when Jesus passes by, when He passed by you, there was a great difference. You that are saved tonight, you that are in the house of God tonight, you that the majority of your family is saved tonight, you know, there's been a great change made in your homes. It certainly has. And tonight I was thinking, uh, uh, I believe it was yesterday. I know I've got my boys. They're small. Two of them are. But I was, I was real thankful that uh, at this present time that my, I'm talking about my family, Wade Kester's family, is in the house of God. That makes me feel good, you know. And, and uh, it's a great blessing in itself. But I'm going to tell you what. I, I found... Within the last year or so, how much more valuable having the Lord on your side is. That's right. I, 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 I want to do my best for the Lord. And, uh, I don't know what, what, uh, what uh, outcome will be within our next year. But I'll tell you what. If in our services, in the situations that may arise from time to time, if we can just get to where we can feel the blessings of the Lord. Amen. Get to where we know that the Lord is there. Reach for Him. Feel for Him. Though He be not far from us, He's there. We can just get the Lord to pass by. There's sometimes that men and women will get so down and out and so discouraged and so blue because of situations that may arise from one thing to the other. But I'll tell you what, if we can just realize the Lord will come by after a while, He'll make a difference in it. He'll certainly make a difference. I've preached just a little bit to you, and I hope you've enjoyed it and maybe realize that there is a difference. And if we're not enjoying our salvation, we need to get down and try to stay by the roadside till the Lord comes by one more time and touches our soul. We haven't felt the presence of the Holy Ghost for a while. We haven't felt the presence of God. It'll do us good to get somewhere close by. And we know He's a passing by that way. Say, Lord, would you come by me one more time? Lord, would you just pass by my way one more time? You know what? I wouldn't want to go a week or a month very long without feeling God, would you? I mean, I know we got to walk by faith. Boys, I tell you what, to feel that surge of the Holy Ghost just sort of come down over you. I'm telling you one thing, there ain't nothing in this world like it, Jim. Just feeling the presence of God. Though the devil may say this and he may say that, but when you can feel the presence of the Holy Ghost just sort of droop down over you, just sort of like rain hitting you in the top of the head and just fall like a blanket upon you. What a feeling it is. It reassures me that that difference is still made in my life. Amen. Let's come back to church this week.